It's just a public service announcement. Hello, Americans. It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. since we have been on the PA podcast. Been so long. Y'all know this song? Wait a minute. Am I not supposed to sing mystical? Right? Wait, let me Google. I think, does mystical have like, he was canceled for something. Does he have like some sexual assault charges? Let me see. Y'all know I struggle with the separating the artist's from the music thing like that is a very difficult task for me if you know me personally um not so much difficult for me with like people that i just don't listen to naturally like r kelly is like man i don't listen to him i didn't listen to him before i think my age and his career just didn't necessarily overlap although a couple of the girls that he was like I don't want to say we're not married to, but like Jocelyn Savage, for instance, that's like one of the most famous names connected to him. I think she's like maybe a year older than me. I don't know. Somehow I, me and R. Kelly had very little like music interactions. I, I just don't. It's, it's just not like, ooh, let me turn on R. Kelly. But like other people. OK, so like problematic faves, right? Everybody got a problematic fave, at least one. My problematic faves are like Dennis Rodman. Fabulous, fabulous is my problematic fave. That's probably the most relevant problematic fave I have. Yeah. And then after that, I feel like everybody has like a list of shit that they probably shouldn't have done. So if we keep at this rate, like I wouldn't be able to listen to anything. And I like really like music. Anyway, mystical. Um, which is also another person that I don't just naturally go looking for, but I don't know. That song just fit because it's been so long since we've been on the PA podcast. Um, and yes, to answer the question at hand, Mystical does have a few sexual assault charges. Um, he pled guilty to sexual battery and extortion in 2003. It's been something recently, though. It's something more recent than that. Hold on. Okay. 2022 was arrested in Louisiana. He was facing five charges, simple criminal damage to property, false imprisonment, domestic abuse, battery, and strangulation, and first degree rape. I knew it had something to do with like, yeah, okay. Okay, so just ignore the mystical part. Based on what we just read, we should probably put him in the category with Lil Boosie, which that's another person I'm not going to listen to. He has hits. I would even go as far as to say that Lil Boosie probably has a Black national anthem under his belt. However... Highly problematic individual um, who was recently arrested, but somehow made it to the BET Awards. I don't know. He got arrested and people was like, the internet was a little split on being sad. I, I'm, I, I lean towards, Boosie is one of the people that probably should be behind bars. 
just based on the countless amounts of things he has admitted to doing on Instagram specifically, he he should likely be locked up. Yep. And you know, it's a list of those people and it's a list of people that shouldn't be put in front of a microphone, i.e. Kanye West or Nick Cannon, which is a new one to the list because I don't think I thought that until recently when he made some very interesting comments about women. Specifically, he said that the average woman needs hygiene guidance. And this is me paraphrasing. Um, and I, you know, I understand we are, we, we believe, or we know him to be a heterosexual man. So he's only dated women. So, you know, that, that might be a biased opinion, but for, from a heterosexual woman who only dates men, I'm willing to argue that the number of men that need hygiene guidance is much higher than the number of women that need hygiene guidance. But I'm not about to go back and forth with Mr. Cannon. Moral of the story is, based on that comment, he might, you know, he he escaped being canceled a couple of years ago. So he might want to tread lightly. Yeah. Anyway, that is not why we're here. So as I said, it's been so long. Y'all, I had to go back and read the original outline of how this podcast is supposed to go. And I recently realized that on like the last two or three episodes, I didn't actually give a PA at the end of the podcast. I don't know if I have a PA today, but I do have a lot to say. Um, Dang, that would have been a great reference too. Like, yo, Dre, I got something to say, but Dre is also highly problematic. Y'all see where I'm going with this? I can't cancel all these people. Like if, if I keep canceling people, I won't have music. Like, I don't know. I have to figure this out. That's, it's kind of hard. I mean, this is not a problem in my personal life because I don't care. But if I continue down this path of trying to be a personality, I guess that would be problematic that I don't separate the artist from the art. I don't know. This is a little, this is a little internal battle at this point. Um, so since I can't use the transitions that are naturally popping into my head, we're just going to go with what I wrote down. Um, so first of all, what I've watched now, if you've been, if you've been a fan of the PA for quite some time, you know that the answer is usually nothing. However, the goal and the purpose of the PA podcast is for me to watch things to tell you if you should waste your time or at the very least for me to give you all of the detailed information so that you can pretend you watched it in your group chat with your friends. So if I ain't watched it, uh, I don't know how we get there, but I have watched a few things. Not a lot. Don't get excited. So my watch list, and this is not over the last week. Yes, this is supposed to be a weekly situation. Um, <clears throat> this is like over the last month and a half. We're just going to move on in no particular order because I just realized it don't make sense how I wrote this. Um, I have been watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I have no idea what season this is. 15, 14, somewhere around. They've been on TV too long. Moral of the story about this season. They've been on TV too long. And it's it's probably time we go ahead and just cancel all of these Real Housewives TV shows. Because, you know, in the early 2000s, those shows made sense. I mean, people, regular individuals. When I say people, I mean like me. Regular individuals. You know, we watched those shows because we were fascinated with the luxury lifestyle that we didn't necessarily see on a day-to-day basis and you got that by watching the real housewives of whatever city you got to see them going to the different um who's who parties or 
buying the latest whatever car and the latest fashions um, sprinkled in with a little bit of like, you know, mess. And I say little bit being sarcastic because obviously Bravo figured out that the fans actually like mess more than we like seeing the luxury lifestyle. But I say all that to say, I think that has kind of the, the idea of wanting to watch TV to see those things has kind of shifted a bit. And I think it's because of social media. I mean, we see it every day. Like for the longest, I remember um, people were fascinated because Will Smith didn't have social media and everybody wanted Will Smith to have social media. Why do you think that is? Because we wanted to see who is Will Smith on the personal front. And originally social media, we were seeing those things like the celebrities that was their place, their playground, if you will, to be normal. Well, then this thing called cancel culture came around. And now social media has transitioned a bit into um, more of like a PR place for them. Like if we're being honest, their social media, even in contracts, they have to sign over rights to their social media. They have to agree to posting or not posting certain things to their social media because it doesn't fit whatever brand that they're working with or it doesn't fit their brand, depending on like who they are and how big of a brand they are. That does matter. Um So I think that's why these reality TV shows, particularly the ones from the wealthier sets of people, I mean, obviously there's still reality TV shows that's not centered around wealthy people, but I think that's why those shows are somewhat dying down and it's not believable. I guess the question here is, is it not believable because they are trying to fabricate drama or is it not believable because we have grown up and we see that this is like a waste of time to watch? I don't know the real answer, but I... Based on this current season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta and the last season of The Real Housewives of Potomac, um, I completely forgot about that. They just making up stuff that's not relevant. Like, I think we talked about it on here before. Potomac last season was all centered around one of the housewives trying to say another housewife's husband sexually assaulted her. And he didn't. Like, based on the footage that Bravo had, he didn't. So it, it was interesting that the producers were pushing that narrative and And I mean, when I say they pushed the narrative all the way up until the reunion where it finally came out of like, she basically said, no, I I overreacted. But why we had to watch how many episodes in the season? I supposed to know this. 10? Why we got to watch 10 episodes of that if y'all just gonna tell us in the end it was some bullshit? And then like, they had a whole colorism non-conversation that took place. And that irritated me as a dark-skinned woman. Like, Y'all had a colorism conversation that wasn't a conversation. And the two people who are part of the problem had nothing to say. Like, what? I don't understand why we're doing this. And then on to the current one, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Baby, what is going on? Um, these This cast don't belong together. I don't even know. Who, who all on this show? Drew, Kenya, Candy. Mm, Sheree. Sheree is definitely she she by she in is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's only four people. Marlo. Yeah, I got nothing on the rest of the cast. Do y'all see where this is going? Like this season is so bad. I don't even know who on the show. Oh, I do know it's a, a, a new one. Uh Courtney. I just remembered because that uh, again, another made-up storyline that we just trying to push for drama. She came on the show snapping in candy face and everybody was confused. What are we doing here, guys? Like, what what, what are we doing? What's the plan? What's the plan? What are we doing? And then it was like Bravo controversy because they did a little flashback clip and cut Nene leaks out of the, 
out of the clip. Well, I mean, I think they like either in a lawsuit or she sued them and won. I don't know where it actually is, but I'm pretty sure they shouldn't show Nene leaks based on like the last five years. That probably makes sense. But again, I don't know what we're doing here. I, based on this season, I don't know if I'm gonna watch the next season of Atlanta. I will probably watch Potomac. I'll give them one more try just to see what's the latest is happening over there. Um, I have strong faith and belief that we will get a season where the green eyed bandits will be against each other. And that's not me being um, mean or racist. That's literally what they call themselves. Um, but I, I believe we're going to get a season where they fall out. It probably should have been last season because there was a couple of things there where they should have bumped heads and they chose not to, but Atlanta, I don't know. I give up. I'm tired. I, Nobody knows what's going on. Kenya has like this non-boyfriend that she keeps trying to say it's not really this person, but it's this person. Nobody knows what is going on. Everybody is attacking Candy for whatever random. Re oh, that's the storyline. Damn, I forgot about that. Drew and Marlo is where this started. Yeah, Marlo just woke up and started screaming at Candy for some shit that happened years ago. Again, what are we doing here? And I'm confused because they taped the whole season, last season together, and this situation slash problem that Marlo has never came up once. I don't really, y'all, I don't know. 90% um, of the time I watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta because I like to see where they go eat so that I can then go to that place and eat. Yep, that's about as much as I get out of that show. I like to go figure out what they're eating and I've connected dots enough to, I am 92% sure that two of them live close to me. Like we in neighboring cities, I'll put it that way. So I like to see, you know what, where y'all going to eat it? Or they don't really eat, they, they argue in restaurants, but I, I like to see what the restaurant is so I can go eat there. That's all I get out the show. Um... So, what else have I watched? Y'all don't get excited. The list is not that long. Um, do we want to talk about Praise This or the Instagram show first? Let's talk about the Instagram show first. So, I recently stumbled upon this lady named Kendra G. Kendra G started her career as a radio personality out of Chicago. Let me charge my phone. That would be so tragic if this died in the middle of me recording. I don't have this written anymore. Um, so yeah, Kendra started her career as a radio host out of Chicago. I don't really know how we got to where she is today, but long story short, she has a pretty decent sized following from being a radio personality. She has started doing what she calls Kendra G singles. And a couple of times out of the week, she goes live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's an hour long per, per platform. And basically, she's the host, and anybody, anywhere, is open to join her live, and they give their little blurb. She has, like, a list of questions you have to answer. You have to turn on your camera. You have to be in good lighting. Um, you know, things that make sense if you are coming on a show with minimum five to 8,000 people a night. You know, it makes sense that you have to turn on your light. Anyway... They come on, they tell who they are, they answer her questions. The whole premise is they're putting themselves out there to find love. Now, it's a very eventful time. Um, I watch because it's funny. 
it's actually a neat little setup. And I, I think that eventually she will be some type of TV show. Even if it's just like a little short something, I fully see this transitioning. And I think that she has a contract with BET, not specifically for singles, but I, I believe Ken, Kendra now works for BET in some capacity. Anyway, let's get to the mess. So I started watching this maybe like three, four weeks ago. Y'all, this is appointment TV. And it's not even TV. It's it's just an appointment for me to laugh because the people across the world is highly problematic. So earlier I mentioned, you know, you got to turn on your light. You got to stand up. Kendra been doing this show minimum, minimum a year and a half. It's probably close to two years, honestly, but I I can confirm minimum a year and a half. So the average person, you know, will watch first, then build up the courage to get on there and go live. Now I say build up the courage because the comment sections is Kendra calls the comment section her cousins. Cousins with a K because Kendra with a K. Anyway, the comment section does not hold back. You get up here looking goofy if you want to, they're going to let you know. And it's, it's live. Like, how I'm talking right now, the person that's trying to find love is talking. The comment section is like, ooh, her wig too far back. Ooh, she got six kids, six daddies. Ooh, why his teeth like that? Like, they are, it's it's active. Okay? So you you would think the average person, you know, kind of waited out, built up courage, didn't get on there. And by that point, you should know. Like, I've thought about this. Like, if, if I was to get on this show, like, say one day I'd request to be one of the live people. If I did that, I would never tell y'all because I don't need y'all trying to go find the, the clip. Anyway, if I did that, you know, I, this going to be a day that I think I'm cute. You might not think I'm cute, but at least I'm going to think that I am cute. These people hit requests to join this woman's live. I've seen bonnets. I've seen one girl is in the last chair getting her lashes done. Um, we've seen people without their dentures in their mouths. We've seen people answer and they don't have any clothes on. They only have on a bra. We've seen people answer and they're in the bed. So as you can imagine, it is a shit show. And, you know, you kind of, it's like, it's it's really like, um, this is a live version of a dating app. Like you got to filter through the bullshit and you might find like one or two good things in the process of that, but you got to have like the mental capacity to filter through the bullshit. That's how this show is. Like I have yet to see one full night where each individual is just been like, oh, this is great. I hope they find love. No, it's, let's just say maybe she do four people a night. Sometimes the conversations go a little lengthy because people be saying crazy stuff and she be having to get some people together real quick. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but let's say she do four, five people per platform. Okay. So Facebook is first out of the five people on Facebook, maybe one, you know, is is where they're supposed to be, able to answer all of the questions. And the amount of people, okay, one of her questions is, um, what are your deal breakers? You know, that's a simple fucking question for, for a grown adult that's dating. You would think, right? The amount of people who are like, what is that? Or I don't have any. Y'all, con- that is a red flag for me. Con- I am concerned. Concerned, concerned, concerned. How do you not have any deal breakers? Like, Okay, let's just let's just pretend for a second. So you mean to tell me you don't have religion, so you don't care about the person's religion? Okay, that might be fair. That's one. Okay, you don't care that the person does any type of illegal substances. Okay, that's two. So you're telling me no religion, don't care about illegal substances. All right. 
You don't care that the person doesn't have a job, never had a job, don't plan to get a job. Okay, that's now three. Do y'all see where I'm going with this? Like some of these people really get up here and they be like, yeah, I don't care about any of that. Like, I'm sorry, what? So why are you on here? Because if you don't care about any of that, I, you can just walk outside. And if you're a woman, you can just go to the gas station. Because why are you here? Why are you wasting our time? It's nothing we can do for you. Everybody, you want everybody. So just go pick, go pick the nearest person who also wants you and we can speed up this process. Like, I don't get it. Child, but yeah, I done seen some things on that dang on Kendra Singles. So if you if you have time and you want a good laugh, follow Kendra G on Instagram. This is not a paid ad. Um, it would be nice if Kendra did ask me to sponsor her. But, you know, just shout out to another black woman doing great things on Instagram. I, I, I see her. And I also get a great laugh out of her show. So y'all should check it out. Now let's get to... Oh, I can't say that about this. Let, let's get to the foolishness. We got we got two segments, the foolishness and the bullshit. So the foolishness, uh, praise this. Now, the writers have been on strike. Let's talk about how we got to praise this. The writers went on strike, uh, what was it, like May? Hold on. Writer's strike 2023. May 2nd. So we are about um, a month, almost two months for the writers being on strike. Now, earlier and in previous episodes, this is going to be my continuous disclaimer from, from today, June 26th, to infinity and beyond of the PA. My, my disclaimer is, y'all know I don't watch TV. Now, I'm, I'm doing my best, doing my best. What, what Auntie uh, Patty LaBelle say? I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. So... I don't watch TV. However, the writer's been on strike since May 2nd of 2023. It's June 26th. So with them being on strike, basically, all the shows are just at a halt. Nothing is being written. Production is standing in solidarity. Ain't shit happening. You know, uh, what is it? Warner Studios, Tyler Perry Studios, Hollywood Studios, all that shit. They just chilling right now. Like, literally nothing is happening. So with that being said, it's a great time to catch up on, you know, things you haven't seen. The average person would probably pick something they actually want to watch. I watched Praise This because I wanted to laugh. And two people, who I will not name, but you know who you are, told me that this was funny. I'm going to try to refrain from cursing because this movie is about the Lord. This movie was supposed to be funny. Now, funny, maybe. Foolishness, absolutely. Mm-hmm, 100%. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say praise this, this is the movie with Chloe Bailey. Um, she is it, basically the modern-day fighting temptations. That's the best way I can get you there without telling you the whole thing. I'm about to tell you the whole thing in, like, two seconds. But this came out earlier this year. Y'all know Chloe has been this whole push of, like, jump-starting her career and getting her to the next height whatever this movie was in the process of it this movie came out i want to say like a month before her debut album that nobody listened to the movie like outshined the album anyway so i decided i'm gonna watch this because i was told it was funny and i sometimes like musicals this is considered a musical I turned this mess on. So the premise of the movie is that Chloe, which I don't even know what Sam, her name was Sam. Sam grew up in LA. Her mom is deceased. 
She grew up with her dad. No idea how long mom has been deceased. She is somewhere like older than 18, but younger than 21. Her dad decides LA is not a good place for her. She needs to be in a more Southern household. That's a good way to describe it. So dad, which, do you know what? Now that I think about this, this don't make no sense. Did they fly from LA to Atlanta and rent a car or did he drive her from LA to Atlanta? It don't matter. Anyway, she got from LA to Atlanta with her daddy. The movie stars them two in the car. He trying to have like, you know, a little heartfelt conversation of like, this is not punishment. I really love you. I'm just trying to save your life. Y'all yada, yada, yada. know the thing parents do when like, they have a great idea, but they're not really sure because of how you responding to the great idea. He was doing that. So she in the car just ignoring the hell out of him. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say ignoring the hell out of her. Anyway, she's ignoring her dad. So dad is taking her to relative's house outside of Atlanta. Where outside of Atlanta? Great question. I don't know. Couldn't figure it out. She gets to the house. This is a very saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost home. Now, it's not given Greenleaf. It's not the Greenleaf family. It's somewhere between like the Cosbys and Greenleaf. Yeah, somewhere between the Cosbys and Greenleaf. That's what the parents were given or the adults were given. So she gets there. She, you know, embraced her aunt, her uncle, her sister cousin, as she calls the girl. Sister cousin whose name is Jess, reminds me of Lydia Liza Gutman. If you don't know who Lydia Liza Gutman is, Lydia Liza Gutman comes from the Steve Harvey TV show, like the 90s sitcom. She was like this extremely silly, extremely awkward girl who just always had something to say. She would like run in the room very excited and slip and fall in the process. Like she was just over the top in the way. This is Jess. So mind you, I just said the whole time, Chloe is like not feeling the situation where she's dealing with this cousin who is just always on her nerve. Like this girl is always excited. She's always ready to go to church. Everything is, we got to do it right. We got to do it by the Lord. Like that's literally how this girl functions. Okay. They get there. Obviously Chloe gets her into some trouble because that's the whole point. You got the, the good kid, the bad kid. In the process of that, Chloe's uncle, which is Jess's dad, says, like, you now have to join the praise team as your punishment because Chloe could sing, which obviously. She joined the praise team. And this is exactly where it goes, foolishness, because the two people who told me this was funny did not tell me that this was about to be Kanye West Sunday service times 15. What I mean by that. Kanye West Sunday service is known for taking traditional black gospel songs and layering them over trap beats. Now, some of y'all might be like, well, what is a traditional black song and what is a trap beat? Never Would Have Made It by Marvin Sapp would be a great example here. Trap beat that they have overlaid this with is some cut. You can Google the two. Separately, and you can Google the two together and see what I mean. This whole movie, we had um, the baby rock star was was the, the beat to some gospel song. 
we basically had everything except for wop and slob on my knob. Like that, it went so far. I was like, um, I'm uncomfortable. This is funny, but I'm uncomfortable because the whole time they singing like, you look so much better when you're uh, uh, oh, in the background, we hearing like the beat to Rockstar by the baby. So in my head, I'm hearing brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car. Like, do you see how that, that can't, you can't put that together? This is the whole movie. So, I say all that to say, um, is it funny? Five out of 10. Yep, five out of 10. The funny part is Jess, this little cousin that's all over the place. She, she yeah, she's funny because she's annoying. That's the only reason this girl is funny. Uh, oh, I forgot somebody. It's, it's another person in here. Actually, no. This movie is made up of about five Instagram personalities. That's the, the cast. It's like, every time you see a new character, it's an Instagram personality. For instance, Country Wayne, he was the DJ. Drewski was one of the praise team members slash drug dealers. Again, y'all see where this is going. Uh, Chloe Bailey is another example. And then the, the next person that I saw I was calling her Nessa because she looked like Nessa. Nessa is the niece from the Bernie Mac show. Now, for about 10 minutes, I'm like, that's that. She looked like Nessa. I knew it wasn't Nessa because Nessa is older than me. This girl is probably around my age. So I'm like, I've been calling her new Nessa because if you go look at, go put, go put Nessa from the Bernie Mac show beside old girl from the shy. What was her name on the shy? She got kidnapped. Um, of course, everything want to be frozen when I try to figure this out. Hold on. The shy. Also, where is the shy? That, that should have been out before the writers went on strike. We are, we a year plus with no, the shy. Keisha. Her name is Keisha on the shy. Her and Nessa look just alike. She was on this show wreaking straight havoc on Chloe's life. Like, girl, you doing the most. Sit down. Sit down. Then she didn't win. Join another team. Still lost. It was a mess. Okay. New Nessa was on my nerve. New Nessa's real name is Burgundy Baker. I do want to do right by her because this is a black woman in the film industry and that's the purpose of this podcast. Her real name is Burgundy Baker. She is not, her character in the show wasn't so bad that now I dislike her like Angela Valdez. No, it's not that level. Um, and I like her in other stuff. She's been in, in several things before, uh, what is this? Praise this. She's been in several things. Apparently, she's been in a movie called Tuscaloosa. That's interesting because I didn't even know it was a movie called Tuscaloosa. Now I want to know. And she looked like the only black person in the movie. That makes sense. But I'm curious to know what the movie is about. I'm not going to watch it. I will go read about it. Uh, but new Nessa is 31. So technically, new and old Nessa older than me. But y'all get my point. Old Nessa. What's her name? Camille Winbush. Mm-hmm. Camille Winbush and Burgundy Baker look alike. Like, if I put them side by side, y'all y'all will see it. But I was calling her new Nessa the whole movie. Anyway, uh, the movie was real cute at the end. You know, it, it went exactly how y'all thought it was going to go. You know, Chloe made up with her dad and she found Jesus. Okay, yay. Woohoo! Don't watch that mess. Moral of the story, just pick something else. Now, we got, we got, I watched the BET Awards. That's really why we're here. I'm going to get to that last. Before we get to the BET Awards, two things that I want to make sure we talk about. One, 
which what order do I need to put this in? Let, let's go to Angela Bassett first. Let's let's go with the classy. Angela Bassett, it was announced today that she will be receiving an honorary Oscar. I don't know how I feel about this because we'll get to that. Anyway, the Academy Awards announced today that Angela Bassett will be receiving an honorary Oscar later on this year. Um, they put out a statement. It basically says the honorary Oscar is honors extraordinary distinction and lifetime achievement, exceptional contributions to the state of motion picture arts and sciences, or outstanding service to the Academy. Basically, she did a great job. We're going to get her honorary Oscar. Okay. I feel like, first of all, I didn't know honorary Oscars was a thing until today. But now that I know that they exist, I feel like honorary Oscars and honorary degrees from colleges are in the same boat of each other. I get it. It's a nice gesture. However, run Angela Bassett her things. We're not about to keep doing this. Y'all did it back in the day when she was Tina Turner with What's Love Got to Do With It. Uh, Y'all did it earlier this year when she should have won for Wakanda Forever. Meanwhile, somebody else. In a movie that ain't nobody seen, won that award. Give Angela Bassett her actual things. We appreciate it. We love Auntie. Michael B. Jordan said it when he walked out there. Auntie, we love you. We do. Run, run this lady her stuff. That career is stupid dumb. Run her her stuff. If I'm being like 100% honest, she probably should have had an Oscar before Will Smith. And considering how that went, you know, y'all should have thought about that. Because run this lady her stuff. She sat there both times when she was nominated, gracefully clapped. This last time I don't think she clapped, but she didn't she didn't put out no nasty, you know, disrespectful things at the academy. And if she had, I think it would have been justified. I'm glad to know y'all giving her something now, but run her the real award in real time. Because while this is real nice, cute, fine and dandy, it's a whole completely different thing when you take away somebody's moment. Speaking of taking away somebody's moment, this has absolutely nothing to do with TV. Actually, this is my PA. Insert it right here. This year uh, of graduations, y'all been wilding, wilding, okay? To the man at the school who didn't want to say the girl name because her name was long. Yes, she is African-American and you didn't want to read her entire uh, name. Go fuck yourself. Because... You told this girl you're not going to read her name, read part of her name, and when she took the mic, you then want to tell her she couldn't walk across the stage. No, 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 no. This is my moment. This is my moment. And if my name is Alexis Talea Perrine, I expect you to say Alexis Talea Perrine. Just like when your son, John Richard Walker, walks across that stage and y'all read John Richard Walker, you can say Alexis Talea Perrine. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. And for the same uh, situation at a different school where y'all didn't want to get a girl her diploma because she decided to do a dance across the stage when other students had also done dances across the stage. And for the history of graduations, people have danced across the stage. And for the history of graduations, people have applauded during the graduation when they're not supposed to. But y'all didn't want to get this girl her diploma and talk about she can get it afterwards. Well, we know she's going to get it afterwards because it's something that she earned. You don't you can't withhold something I earned. But it's the fact that you took the moment away. Like, no, like that's the whole point of having a graduation ceremony. People are excited because their name is called for that 15 seconds. All eyes are on them. And for y'all to intervene, these are kids. Like, come on, be for real. 
that just made me high. I forgot all about that until this Angela Bassett thing. Anyway, moral of the story, stop doing this to black people, specifically black women. Run them they stuff, bro. Like, y'all really tripping out here, especially with this Angela Bassett thing. Like, great. I'm glad y'all giving her this honorary Oscar because y'all heard us screaming and yelling from the mountaintops. Don't forget this shit. When her next film come out, we want to see Angela Bassett on the screen during the Oscars. Or what the golden gold, what 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 is it called? Whatever the actual name. We we want to see her. Okay. The most unproblematic black woman, and y'all out here withholding shit and want to hand her honorary. I, I hope she's happy. I hope, I hope that she knows we love her anyway. Now, to more bullshit, because I told y'all we had the foolishness and then we had the bullshit. I don't know where y'all got this from. No, I do know where y'all got this from. All the people who's reading social media and running around spreading this, check the source, okay? Tyler Perry has not purchased BET. Tyler Perry's name is in the list of people attempting to purchase BET. That is correct. Tyler Perry is one of the last few people in the process of trying to purchase BET. That is also correct. However, it is not finalized. That man do not own majority of the company. Yes, he owned a portion that he bought back in what? I think 2017, but he does not own the majority of the company. Please let it go, okay? Fox 5 Atlanta then put out a whole statement telling y'all that man don't own BT. Please stop saying this. Even last night, the BT Awards, y'all was all over Twitter. With Tyler Perry run him his bag. That man don't own this yet, y'all. Please. He has said they want $3 billion and BT ain't worth it. So until it's finalized and you see a credible news source, Please stop saying this. Now, with that being said, I'm yelling and we ain't even got to, we ain't even got there yet. So last night was the BET Awards. By the time you hear this, it'll be two days ago. Today is Monday. I'm recording on June 26th. The BET Awards was on Sunday, June 25th. So you may hear this on Tuesday, June 27th. The BET Awards... For a lot of people, is one of those things that we grew up watching, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. You watched because that was your chance to see your favorite celebrity, specifically your favorite black celebrity. So you grew up watching it in the living room with your family. It was the family award show. Typically, and I have to say typically because based on last night, I don't know what this was. Typically, the BET Awards has a little bit of R&B, a little bit of rap hip-hop, a little bit of gospel, a little bit of poetry. And we talk a little bit about the problematic things that are happening across the world to Black people. That's typically your average BET Awards. Now, there's been a couple of outliers. You know, uh, the year Michael Jackson died, the BET Awards was a little different. That made sense. I think he died like four days prior to the show. So the whole show was like Michael Jackson theme. So you didn't really get everything else. That made sense, right? Now, let's let's go back. We talked about the writer's strike. Specifically, the 2023 writer's strike, because they've been on strike before. Now, BET put together what Twitter has named an unorganized talent show. And they aired it on Sunday, June the 25th. As a kid growing up, 
everywhere you turned from like April until mid-June, you either heard or you saw BET Award 2022, BET Award 2023, here's your host. Be sure to tune in Be- this year. I don't even know if BET knew they was having a, a award show, okay? Because they, I ain't seen not a single ad. Randomly, I found out the BET Awards was coming on like the day before. And then I'm like, okay, so who the host? Because that's typically, you know, the it's almost like when black people die, the first question is who doing the body? The BET Awards is that. It's who the host? That's the very first thing everybody want to know. Because traditionally, the hosts have been like some really great staples in like black television, black comedy. I mean, we've seen Monique, we've seen Kevin Hart, just anybody you can think of, like Steve Harvey, they do a pretty good job of trying to keep up with the latest and the greatest. I I actually think the last BET Awards host was Amanda Seals. That might not be right, but I think that's who it was. Now, I told y'all I found out this was happening like the day before. I go trying to find who the host is. I Google it. What comes up? BET Awards 2023, Sunday, June 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, cool. So, you know, it's a secret. That's what I decided. It's a secret. I go to Twitter because, you know, they have all the answers. People on Twitter are like, yeah, who the host? Nobody knows. All right. So then the jokes start because, you know, black people don't take nothing serious. The jokes start of, like, this is going to be the DIY Awards or I'm the host. Like different people had then photoshopped themselves over the BT graphic deciding they was the host. Okay. I completely forgot about the writer's strike. BET ain't said not a goddamn thing about why they don't have a host. So Sunday rolls around. It's now time to watch the BET Awards. Honestly, I think I, I was more excited this BET Awards than I was probably since the new edition tribute BET Awards, which was several years ago. I was excited because I was curious to know how the fuck y'all gonna have a award show with no host or like who is the host? Like in my, in my mind was split. I was like, okay, how y'all about to have an award show with no host or who is the actual host that y'all not want to tell us is the person. Okay. So BT Awards comes on. It is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That should have been my sign right there to just pack my shit and go. And I don't mean that in like a distasteful way. Um, have y'all ever been somewhere where it's supposed to be a person who is like keeping shit together, you know, like a host or, you know, a tour guide, anybody that's in those pro- the professions of like hurting adults. You ever been somewhere where it was supposed to be one of those people and the person didn't show up for work? Typically when that happens, you have one of two scenarios. Scenario number one is, a man, because that's normally who do it, decides he's in charge. So he jumps up and he's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Everybody fall in line. We're going this way. That's that's scenario one. Scenario two, people just do what the absolute fuck comes to their mind. Based on how I'm describing this, y'all already know where this went. Mm-hmm. It's scenario two. Y'all, they don't ever need to do this again. First of all, I can't remember for the life of me how long the BET Awards is supposed to be on the air. I'm pretty sure it wasn't what happened last night. This started at 8 p.m. sharp. It was not CPT. We was on time. 8 p.m. sharp. 
Y'all all went to bed at 11.35. Um, the last thing I saw, Busta Rhymes received the Lifetime Achievement Award. And then they panned to some BET personality girl that no one knows who she was. She was like, and coming up next with this long list of people who was still supposed to perform. And I'm just like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. There's no way. Because based on what I experienced from 8 p.m. to 11.35, there was no, I didn't have, there was no more energy left. I No more brain cells for me to process what I was seeing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So this review is from 8 p.m. to 11.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you watch beyond 11.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am, I am proud of you. I'm proud, okay? Because I watched this. What was I doing first? I folded a load of clothes. The BET Awards was on. I put it on my iPad and I got in the shower. The BET Awards was on. I get out of the shower. I make my bed. Like, change the sheets, everything. Vacuum the bed. BET Awards is on. Okay? Then I decide, well, I might as well do my lashes since I'm up. That's a smooth 20, 30 minutes, you know, give or take. BET Awards is on. Okay, so now I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get a snack. It ain't ending no time soon. I grab a snack. I go get in the bed. BET Awards is on. I'm like, good Lord. So I decided in my mind, surely, surely, after Buster gets his award, that's it. That's it. It can't be no more. Like, it, we ain't got that many people. It can't be no more. Y'all, Buster Rhymes got his his award, and we're going to talk about his speech later. Um, This girl told us that, you know, coming up next, and she listed like these 12 people. Baby, I hit the button. And I closed my eyes. I couldn't do it. So what happened between 8 and 11.30 that made this so painful? Um, let's, let's, where, where do we start? Where do we start? They decided to fill the gap. I know you're wondering, like, so how, does, how did this function with no host? Like, I need to know, please. They decided to fill the gap where the host would typically, you know, tell a joke or two or read a little poetry or a little monologue about somebody, they decided to fill that with short performances. So when you put that in perspective, this this was like one long, never-ending concert. It started with Lil Uzi Vert. He was the opening person. That was going, you know, well to the naked eye. He did his I Just Wanna Rock. And he rocked on off the stage. It all goes downhill from here. In short, there was one R&B performance. Y'all, I, I ain't never heard this much rap in this short of a time frame ever in my life. And I have been in the car 16 hours straight. I ain't never heard this much rap in this amount of time in my life. The one R&B song that we got was Coco Jones, I See You. Now, if you know me, um, for the last couple of weeks, I've been, I've been making the joke of I see you and fucking Robitussin are dominating the radio and I want them both gone. Fucking Robitussin is not the name of the song. The name of the song is Under the Influence by Chris Brown. That and Coco Jones, I see you. If you're not hearing one, you're hearing the other one. If you hit the button on the radio, you're going to catch the other one. It is madness between them two songs. I say all that to say, I actively avoid both of them at this point. And I actually liked the songs when they first came out. I was so happy to see Coco Jones standing in front of Mike and sing that shit last night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was the best performance of the night. Her mic was on. She looked fucking amazing. 
she did what she had to do and she got off the stage. Now, y'all like, you said it's the hip hop anniversary. What what the hip hop people do? Well, the little intermissions between performances where the host is supposed to be. I don't even know what you call it. What do you call it? The host segment where the host is supposed to be. They decided to do this journey through hip hop. It made total fucking sense. At first, I'm like, oh, this is about to be lit. Like, we about to go from, like, when hip-hop first started and bring it all the way. No. We went to where hip-hop first started. They did a, you know, a little seg- a whole segment of two or three different artists. Then an actual performance, an award. Coco Jones won the first award. Then we go back to the whole segment where they do the little mini performances of the journey through hip-hop. Somewhere around, like, the third or fourth mini segment of the journey through hip hop we go from yo-yo the female rapper yo-yo to tiger specific what what did tiger sing what did he did he go to make it nasty it was some shit that i i don't even are the producers on strike with the writers we we discussed that i think they are right because who produced this and also you know normally when when there is like um any type of protest or strike there's usually one in america it's usually a group but there's usually at least one person who is like fuck all that i'm gonna get all the money while y'all on strike y'all couldn't go find that one person to write this this was a mess i mean how did we go from yo-yo to tiger y'all and i had to i had to go to twitter because i'm like maybe maybe i blinked too hard i might have missed you know somebody in the middle you know like eve or Lil wayne somebody between yo-yo and tiger no y'all they really went from yo-yo to tiger that was my that should have been red flag number two for me to just pack it on up pack it on up and go no i i decided i was gonna i was gonna thug it out i gotta see this to the end or so i thought after tiger came e40 i don't know i i, I can't even tell you what he what he was wearing. i was so confused i, I don't know i don't know MC Light was able to come out the booth in the back. If you if you watch the BET Awards, you know that famous voice, MC Light, uh, comes from the nosebleeds. Typically, you see a little pan of her face going to commercial, and that's it. But you hear her the whole night. Nope. Last night, she performed. Made sense. Journey through hip-hop. You know, put the pieces of the puzzle together. She looked great. Might have been the second best performance of the night. I don't know. Still, Coco Jones holds number one. Okay. I noticed that Journey Through Hip Hop was the older hip hop artists performing. The actual performances were your current hip hop artists performing. Now, everybody, every generation does this. However, you can go watch this to see exactly what I'm about to say. This is not me being biased based on the generation that I grew up with. The older generation of hip hop, they come out and, you know, they rap how I'm speaking right now, like a live mic with no overlay, just the beat behind them. And I mean, it's like hitting. Every word is hitting. The crowd is mediocre because, was it Gen Z in the building? I don't know. The new artist was trying to rap over the lyrics. The lyrics was too loud. Some people was off of the lyrics. Some people wasn't even trying to rap. They was just letting the song play. What is... We had performances, and then we had listening segments. That's what I'm going to call it. It was a listening segment. 
the first person who did a listening segment, and I knew this because I've seen her live, Lotto. I'm convinced that she cannot rap her own songs from start to finish. I don't think, I think she has to take breaks because when I saw her live, she did the same exact thing. It was like a, when the song first come on, you get maybe five or six words and she take a break. And then somewhere midway of the song, you get five or six words and she take a break. Okay, well, maybe you don't need to do live shows. I don't know, but you need to figure it out. That was a year ago or two years ago that I saw Lotto live. Enough time for her to figure it out between then and now. She comes out doing... um. I don't know the real name of this song. Rip me out the classic. I've been acting brand new. She come out doing that. They was dressed in street sweeper uniforms. And she was not ripped out of plastic, which would have made sense. If anybody that got social media that follows this type of crowd, you've seen how big ripping people out of plastic has been. Like they ripping girls out of plastic for prom. People ripping themselves out of plastic when they get their hair done. It's foolishness, but it would have made sense in her segment to be ripped out of plastic considering she's the one that said it. Lotto was ripped out of this street sweeper uniform. And she had on like long white bell-bottom pants with a little tube top with writing. I don't even know what it said. At one point, she held up a white bag that had a red RX on it. Girl, what? I don't know where that came from. The song is not... I don't know. It was a mess. Okay, it was a mess. She went from sweeping the street. Somehow she ended up like on the sidewalk of New York. This was this was her set now. She on the sidewalk of New York. She was twerking on stop signs. And then that was it. Literally, if that song got 500 words in it, Lotto said 50. And that, I thought it was going to be just a her thing. I'm like, I've seen her. This makes sense. That's just how she performed. I really thought that was it. No. Every new artist, Lotto, uh, Coyle Ray, somebody, what, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the Rasta, Lobster Pasta girl? Uh, what, what, what's her name? She said, I got a white boy on my Rasta. He be feeding me lobster and pasta. Her. She did the same thing. They, they, all of them was trying to either yell over their own song or they was just letting the song play and have I Spice. That's the one. And they let this heifer do three songs. Why do we think I Spice is supposed to be famous? Why, why y'all? Where, where's the talent? Please, somebody help me. I can't. I can't. The wig was too far back. She did this little halfway twerk thing. She didn't rap her own song. She looked like a modern day Nicki Minaj with a red wig on. Say, please, what, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What, what are we doing? Oh my God, they stress me out so bad. I don't ever want to see none of these people live. And I'm typically open to any concert, especially if it's a concert where I can pay one ticket and see like seven people. I don't ever need to see Ice Spice, Lil Uzi Burt, uh, what's the other one? The little Lobster Pasta Girl. I don't need to see none of them. I don't need to see them along with my standard list of Taylor Swift, Azalea Banks, Iggy Azalea, not all that go together. Just put that on the the list of never needs. I've been trying to get Apple to let me uh, block people on Apple Music. Particularly, I'm trying to put Taylor Swift and and Iggy Azalea in the block list on Apple Music because for whatever reason, Apple Music likes to shuffle them randomly. I don't listen to shit that connects to Taylor Swift. I don't know how she keep getting in my damn shuffle. I would like to block it, throw Doja Cat, and throw Ice Spice. 
in that same group of people. And I figured out last night why I don't like Doja Cat. It's it, This has taken however many years that girl been famous. Because I remember her little Moo 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 song that was on YouTube. That's when I first knew. I was like, yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it. And over the years, I was like, mm-mm. It's not it. As, as Kiva would say, this not for me. I figured it out last night. It was something Lotto did, which another person that I... She can go, she can stay. I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeking it. Doja Cat, I'm actively trying to avoid it. I figured it out. It's it's this classless behavior in public. Same thing with Tiffany Haddish. Those three people, Tiffany Haddish, it was the showing up to award shows with a bucket of chicken. Goodbye. Uh Doja Cat, she won some shit and ran up on the stage talking about she had to pee. And I think she forgot to put her underwear back on or something. She had a see-through dress, so she was holding her hands. And, like, girl, girl, y'all stress me out. I don't know if y'all stress me out because I was raised by a woman who didn't play shit like that or if y'all stress me out because I have a PR background. I don't know which one it is. Y'all stress me out with shit like that. I don't like it. Lotto did it last night, and it connected all of the dots for me back to Doja Cat. If I am one of the current stars and I know that I am a nominee for any award, I don't care if it was the Bang Bang Choo Choo Award, whatever. If you gonna show up to receive your award and you gonna sit in the audience, why the hell is your shoe off your foot? Lotto really did have one shoe on and, and demanded that one of her friends help her hop up the step because she had on one high heel and, and one bare foot. She got up there, realized she had gum in her mouth, Coco Jones also had gum in her mouth when she accepted her award. That pissed me off a little bit too. But Lotto really pissed me off because this heifer turned around and spit the gum in the hand of the person who helped her get on the stage. I hate shit like that. Like, bro, y'all know where y'all at. This is this is why. This is why I said this show was some bullshit. And these are the people. These are the stars of this generation. These are the stars. You know, like got got PR teams and and choreographers and they talk to the media often i'm concerned this girl hopped on this stage with one shoe on spit gum in somebody else's hand and then said i think i'm supposed to thank god first i think you should too you you should and you should also talk to him later on tonight and just take in whatever he has to give because i'm highly concerned for the whole generation it was a mess. And that, um, the foolishness continued. At some point during the award show, JT threw her phone at Lil Uzi Vert, and I guess it connected and hit him in the face. Now, the Twitter story is she threw her phone at him because he took a picture with Ice Spice. Other people are saying she threw her phone at him because he released a new song when he performed that has a lyric about Ice Spice, and then he proceeded to take a picture about Ice Spice, or with Ice Spice. Now, this is what Twitter said, the lyric said. I, Y'all, I ain't got it in me to go back and rewatch the, that award show to confirm or deny, and I'm not going to listen to Lil Uzi Vert to figure this out. It ain't that serious. Um, but if you care to know what the lyric might have been, allegedly, this is what it says. I got a nice wife, wig come off twice. She got a little fro, she looked like Ice Spice. Okay, it rhymed. Maybe. I, I don't know if it really matters, but sure. Okay, it rhymed. So that makes sense in rap, because that's what you do when you rap, you rhyme. 
I don't know. They got a very toxic relationship. I think he didn't like hit her in the face a couple times in public. Why was this done at the BET Awards? Again, going back to what I was just talking about, this classless stuff. Y'all stress me out. Y'all really stress me out. So after all the children, you know, was done playing on the stage. And by playing, I mean not rapping. There was supposed to be a tribute to the late Tina Turner, who died earlier this month. Patti LaBelle was supposed to do the tribute. That might have been the only detail about the BET Awards that was actually publicized before the BET Awards aired. Everybody knew that Patti LaBelle was supposed to do the tribute to Tina Turner. Um, I'm trying to think of what she sung. It, that performance was so tragic. What did she sing? Oh, it was a song they played when Serena played her last match. Uh, dang, what is the song? Hold on. And of course, because I'm trying to think of a Tina Turner song, what's love got to do is coming to my mind, but that's not it. The best. Patti LaBelle was supposed to perform the best. Now, I believe in previous years when there was a tribute of some kind, I'm particularly thinking of Prince. It's normally more than one person that does the tribute. And beyond that, it's more than one song that is performed. For whatever reason, last night, you know, BET, who clearly was not short on time, cut the Tina Turner tribute down to one song. It was the best. Patti LaBelle was supposed to sing it. Patti LaBelle is famous for not knowing lyrics to songs. This has been a thing for multiple years. So they put the lyrics on teleprompter. Again, ain't no writer, so who wrote it? Anyway, they put the lyrics on teleprompter and she was supposed to read the teleprompter while she was singing. I'm not a professional singer. Maybe that makes sense. Anyway, problem here is it was very telling early on in the performance that um, something was wrong. Yep, we're going to put it that way. Something was wrong. We are looking at Patti LaBelle, the legend. And we are hearing her be off by at least one note. Like the beat over here, Patti over there. The beat over here, Patti over there. And it just kept going. So Patti LaBelle, being the legend that she is, she says, I'm trying, y'all. She just busts out. I'm trying, y'all. So we all like, girl, we, we know. Like, what's going on? Then she busts out later on. I was like, where my background vocals at? Okay, so the choir comes out behind her, and they're supposed to make it better. Choir is singing just fine. They hitting where they supposed to hit at. So now we know the true issue is something to do with Patti LaBelle specifically. It later on comes out that they put the words on the teleprompter, and the crowd that was in front of the teleprompter stood up, and Patti LaBelle could not see the teleprompter. Y'all, they cut to commercial, and that was the whole Tina Turner tribute. I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me, because I don't know. This this whole thing is a bunch of I don't know. You would have thought I would have gave up there. No. No, there's more. And keep in mind, I didn't watch the whole thing. So, had I continued, oh boy. Uh, Quavo and Offset performed. Everybody was so moved by this. Like, oh my God, the Migos are back together. I wasn't really, I was just like, oh, I expected, you know, at some point since Takeoff passed away, I expected them to uh, perform. Now, are they actually back friends? I don't know. Don't care. 
It was a Migos performance. They did well. They did not rap over their own songs. You could hear them perfectly fine. There were points where they didn't rap the lyrics that they should have. But, but for the most part, for a rap performance, it was decent. It was decent. Uh, the last thing I saw, Busta Rhymes gets his award. Which is really the only reason that I was here. <laughs> Again, I was just trying to see, you know, who the host was. And I wanted to see Busta Rhymes get his award. Because as much shit as we talk about the BET Awards, the BET Awards is really the only award show that will actually pay respect to people like Busta Rhymes or even Missy Elliott. A lot of Black artists just don't get recognized. And that's why the BET Awards was such a huge thing in the early 2000s because it was giving that recognition to those people. Busta Rhymes was the honorary person of the night. Busta got up there. He looked very nice. Um, He did like this 30, 45 second standing and trying not to cry thing. And then he finally just said, I'm going to just cry. And he cried. And, you know, the crowd cheered or whatever. Good job. Buster Rhymes then goes on to tell us that he had two minutes to speak. Now, if you have ever been to a black church, anytime somebody tell you the time limit that they are supposed to have the microphone, just go ahead and add an additional... You know what? Just do what J. Cole said. Go ahead and multiply by three. Because minimum minimum it's an additional six minutes so Buster Rhymes is speaking I think a smooth 10 minutes went by y'all before that man got off the stage he spoke very well had a lot to say gave a lot of thanks to a lot of people who whose names we haven't heard in quite some time gave a lot of thanks to the people who helped him to get to where he was talked about his children and how having his first child changed him as a man at some point in this speech, Buster Rhymes said he pioneered the feature, meaning features on song. Buster Rhymes became as big as he is and as well known as he is because he became he started to become featured on everybody's song at a certain point in his career. I was like, talk your shit, Buster, because you're right. And I ain't even thought about that. But before T-Pain was Buster Rhymes. That's damn straight. And he had a fly-ass chain on, too. He looked real nice. Busta Rhymes looked good. Um, Busta got off. Like I said, old girl said it was more shit to come, and I checked out. Now, a couple of things to note. It was the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Uh, Cash Money was nowhere in the building. There's, like, some beef between BET and Nicki Minaj. I don't really know. I'm not a Barb. I'm sure Barb's could probably give us the whole rundown. I don't know if they, like, snubbed her of a couple of awards. I have heard that about Nikki and the Grammys. I don't know what the beef is between Nikki and BET. She was nominated uh, yesterday for like, I think two or three awards. She didn't win any of them, but Cash Money decided that they were boycotting in solidarity with Nicki Minaj. And apparently this has been a thing for multiple years. So Cash Money was like the only living group from hip hop that didn't have any representation. Red Man was there, no Method Man, because y'all know I would have mentioned Method Man. Um, T.I. was there. He performed. He actually spoke before the BET Awards started. And, you know, contrary to, to popular belief, you know, T.I. got hits. He probably need to be hit in the mouth, but he also got hits. Oh, speaking of people being they need to be hit in the mouth. 
earlier I mentioned Coco Jones won the award of the first award of the night. Ray J and Princess Love presented it to her. Now I'm not gonna sit here and go through all of why Ray J and Princess Love being on the stage together was problematic. They got up there and Ray J decided to let the world know that they was together and that was his wife and they was figuring things out. Okay, great. You know, at a certain point, we we as people got to learn when to stop talking and just do the, por the portion that we were elected to do. Ray J didn't do that. He continued to talk about how him and Princess have been through so much and how uh, he just loved her and their family. And he said like some real slick shady shit about them. And she kind of gave like a little nasty look like, shut the fuck up. Twitter was eating him alive. Again, certain people shouldn't be allowed in front of microphones. Ray J is probably on that list because there's been several things. He didn't push this woman in a pool. He called the breakfast club a couple times, screaming, cussing, and yelling. Ray J probably need to be removed from the list of people that can talk in public. So yeah. Um... BET Wars was an eventful time. I did see that Coyle Ray performed and she had on Coyle Ray attire, but it had every or a lot of female rap artists' names were on her uh, jacket and her pants. That was real cute. She even had Cardi B up there and um, Nicki Minaj was also on there. She had beef with one of them, but I don't remember which one it is. So yeah, that was real nice. At some point, Cardi B performed, but that was after I went to bed. Um... And I don't know who closed the show. I I, I got nothing, y'all. I, I don't know. I think everybody checked out somewhere close to midnight because why was that four hours long? Like, I understand y'all ain't had no hosts, but y'all could have did something else. That lineup of people was crazy. And the amount of people who was missing, like, it was so many people that could have still been a part of, like, the journey of hip-hop. Like, where was, where was Kanye? Where was Eminem? None of those names were there. Where was the cipher? Like, BT Awards used to be known for a cipher. That, that wasn't there. They did have a segment about um, the different dances through hip-hop, like the Stanky Leg and Whoop Rico. There was a segment somewhere after Busta Rhymes got his award, I didn't see it, uh, where they went through, like, the journey of the different dances that have come from hip-hop specifically. So that was probably cute. If I go back to watch anything, it probably would be that portion of it. Um, but I have no idea who closed the show. I just hope that they figure it out next year. Again, typically in a strike, it's at least one person who is like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll come to work. Go find him, cause we, we need, we need that. We, we need to figure this out. That, that wasn't cute, BT. It wasn't cute at all. But that's everything. Um, y'all know most podcasts have like real cute sayings at the end. Like one girl I listen to, she say, "That's not everything, but it's something." You know, that's kind of like where we are right now. I don't have nothing to say other than I still don't watch TV. So yeah. But we back. More episodes to come. Make sure y'all like, follow, and subscribe to the PA on Instagram as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, get your ass in and that's right. Ha, 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 ha.